Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Live from Rex Ryan's orthopedist's office. Fourth and Inches show with Jen and the Sherpa. Jenna, welcome to the show tonight. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome. My giants are, we, we don't need to dwell on that. Uh, so, what's all on tap for the show tonight? A lot of people are listening in because they've got their championship matchups coming up this week. Them. Yep. We, uh, we've got the Sherpa cutting in and out a little bit here, so hopefully his cell phone cooperates with us through the whole show. Uh, tonight we've got a lot up coming up for you. As always, we're going to look at each game and tell you who to start, who to sit, and answer all your questions. We'll also take a look at any key injuries, benchings, player news, and all that jazz for you. And also this week we're going to give some Christmas gifts to NFL players and coaches, talk a little bit about championship week strategies, and maybe debate a little bit about Joe Webb, whether or not it's ethical to start him at wide receiver if you're playing him this week in fantasy football. If you want to be a part of the show, we're here from 9.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are every week, and you can contact us through the whole hour via email at the number 4thninchesshow, that's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at the number 4thninchesshow, the same handle, and you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. And if you can't get enough of us during this one small hour, <laughs> you can find us all week on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. He's got a new article up today there. And you can find us Sunday mornings on Twitter answering all of your last-minute fantasy football lineup questions. And I guess we should just get right into it with the injuries and the the player news for this week. How's that sound to you, Sherpa? Sounds good, but if anybody else is in their championship game this week, which I'm sure you all are because you've listened to us religiously, if you're in the <laughs> championship game this week, tell us if you're doing anything unusual as far as uh, starts go this week. Are you starting, I don't know, um, Eric Ward over, for um, over, uh, I don't know, Ward <laughs> over Sean, are you starting Tebow over Carson Palmer, are you doing anything unusual? If you are, let us know. But anyway, on to the injuries. Jenna, you're up. All right, we've got a, another mile-long list, starting off with Colts wide receiver Austin Colley. Got his third concussion of the season this this week. Uh, he was placed on IR. He's done for the year. Although there were some rumors that it may have ended his career. That is not true. The Colts owner said that he will be back next year and he should be totally healthy. Uh, it was scary, but he seems to be okay. Steelers safety Troy Polamalu is out for tomorrow night's game. Unlike Brett Favre, I don't think he will be resurrecting himself from the unable to play list. Uh, speaking of Favre's return from the 
out portion of the lineup. He was upgraded to questionable Monday, played Monday night. He did leave with a concussion in the second series of the game. He's likely not going to play this week, so it looks like Joe Webb will actually get his first start. But then again, you really never know. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has passed his concussion tests finally. He's cleared to play. He practiced today, and he will be starting this week. Adrian Peterson was an unlikely scratch, very spur of the moment on Monday night with ankle and knee injuries, but he is planning to play this week on more favorable conditions. The Redskins have said Rex Grossman is going to start the remainder of the the season, and McNabb will be quarterback number three, which means he is not going to give you any fantasy value from here on out. Uh, Tim Tebow, as mentioned before by the Sherpa, he's going to be the Broncos quarterback for the last two games of the season. I guess they're going to see what he can do. And the 49ers uh, were saying all week they're not going to tell us who's going to start at quarterback uh, against the Rams, but they did announce just a, a few hours ago that it's going to be Troy Smith, not Alex Smith, getting the start this week. Whether or not he plays the whole game is still to be seen. Titans Kerry Collins didn't practice with a finger injury today. We're unsure of the severity, so that's something you'll have to check back on later this week. Lions Drew Stanton, their quarterback, suffered a shoulder injury Sunday, which apparently uh, plagues the Lions like high ankle sprains plague the Browns. It looks like uh, Sean Hill, even with his finger injury, is going to get the start this week. He's been taking the majority of reps at practice. The Jets' Mark Sanchez was limited with a sore shoulder this week, but he will play through it. Uh, Colt McCoy has the flu. He missed practice today. He should be fine. The flu is going around the Browns this week, so don't be alarmed if you see anybody missing practice. Titans wide receiver Andre Johnson missed practice, but he is a game-time decision with his ankle injury, although he is pretty tough, and I wouldn't be surprised if he plays through it. Uh, Out in Jacksonville, their wide receiver Mike Sims-Walker, his ankle injury is still bothering him. He did not practice, and he's very much questionable. That's going to be more of a game-time decision. Jets wide receiver Santonio Holmes missed practice with turf toe. He's planning to play through it without any issues. Terrell Owens had knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus yesterday. He was placed on IR and is done for the year. Chad Ochocinco didn't practice because of bone spurs in his ankle. He will play, though. He's been battling them all season. Dallas wide receiver Roy Williams missed Sunday's game with a groin injury. He practiced today. Although he's still questionable, it remains to be seen how much he actually practices the rest of the week. There were a number of running backs that did not practice and are still planning to play come Sunday and Monday, including Arian Foster with an ankle injury, Maurice Jones-Drew with a knee injury, Peyton Hillis uh, didn't didn't practice with an unspecified reason, but he will be back tomorrow. Felix Jones missed practice with a shin injury. He's questionable. No Sean Moreno is questionable with rib injuries. And Detroit's Maurice Morris has a chest injury. He didn't practice, and Javid Best didn't practice, but he never does because of his turf toe on Wednesdays. Uh, If Morris can't go, Best is going to be upgraded in value. Same thing goes for Brian Westbrook in San Francisco. He and Anthony Dixon both missed practice with personal reasons and an ankle injury, respectively. If Westbrook uh, is the only guy going this week because of Dixon's ankle, he's going to see some increased value as well. Uh, Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez missed practice with a hip injury. He is very questionable. Uh, tight end Todd Heaps hoping to return from a pulled hamstring after missing the last two weeks. He practiced today. Tight end Heath Miller in Pittsburgh is going to return from his concussion tomorrow. And Chargers tight end Antonio Gates is likely not going to play the remainder of the regular season. Uh, he's hoping to come back if they make the playoffs. 
And Saints running back Chris Ivory missed Sunday's game with a strained hamstring. He's expecting to play this week. He did return to practice today. And I think we finally got through all the injuries. (laughs) Another long list, as always. And it looks like Sherpa's phone has cut out on us. So we're going to jump right into this first. Oh, you're back. All right. I'm back. It cut out twice okay, on me good. while we were doing the injuries. So anyway, hopefully oh, third yeah. time's the charm now. Mm-hmm. So let's right, get right so into the games. We've got a okay. Thursday night game this week. We do, and that's the Wobegon Carolina Panthers traveling to the Super Bowl contending, or so they think, Steelers. And I think this game is going to be closer than most people think. I think Pittsburgh is going to rebound from that terrible loss to the Jets last week. I think they win this game 24-17. Uh, you have more faith in Carolina than I do, that's for sure. I think this game could get out of hand pretty quick. I don't think Carolina is going to stand a chance against Pittsburgh. Even though they did lose to the Jets last week, I think that just makes them play even harder this week. And it's just Carolina's got no chance here. Um Fantasy-wise, I would say there is no reason on any planet that you should be starting anybody who plays quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. That includes Jimmy Clausen. Uh, fantasy-wise, there's just not a lot of value here, especially against the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. I would say Steve Smith's a maybe. He is really having a forgettable season. Uh, I would start Jonathan Stewart at running back, but I'd say no to Mike Goodson. I just don't think it's realistic to expect to start more than one running back against the Steelers' D. Uh, no tight end, no kicker, no defense. I'm really not excited about what Carolina is bringing to the table this week. For Pittsburgh, I like running back Richard Mendenhall a lot this week. I think he's going to go nuts against Carolina's run defense. I like wide receivers, uh, Heinz Ward and Mike Wallace. I think um, Emmanuel Sanders, their <laughs> third wide receiver, is a maybe. I'd go with uh, quarterback um, ben Roethlisberger, for me, he's a maybe. Carolina's pass defense is actually pretty good, so if you have better options, go ahead. I would even start somebody like um, uh, Tim Tebow or maybe even a, a Kerry Collins or someone like that over over Roethlisberger this week. But tight end, uh, Heath Miller, if he's healthy, you start him and you start their defense, and I'd say no to kicker uh, Sean Sweeson, but he's about the only guy that I wouldn't start from Pittsburgh this week. All right, fair enough. (laughs) There's a lot more value on that side of the ball than there is on Carolina's. There is. So now speaking of value, Saturday night we have a game that could potentially be a shootout. We've got Dallas giving up not only their Thanksgiving holiday, but also their their Christmas holiday this year, and they're traveling to Arizona to take on the the Cardinals, who were actually eliminated from the playoff chase last week. I didn't think that was possible with any of the NFC West teams, but apparently Arizona has been eliminated at 4-10 or whatever they are now. And I think Dallas is going to win this game. I think Arizona puts up a little bit of a fight, but I think Dallas will win it going away. My prediction for a final score is Dallas 34, Arizona 21. Yeah, I think Dallas has to win this by two touchdowns. Honestly, I when I looked at the schedule before we fired Wade, Wade Phillips and got Jason Garrett in as head coach, I honestly thought Arizona might be the only winnable game we had for the rest of the season. And luckily I was wrong, 
But if we have to win this game is really what it comes down to. And don't you know that when you work for Jerry Jones, every day is a holiday. So it doesn't matter if you play on Christmas or Thanksgiving. Of course not. Well, we know they're not going to be playing on New Year's Day, but that's about all we know at this point. That's true. Fantasy-wise, I'm not really scared of Arizona's defense, so I'd go ahead and start a fair amount of Cowboys. John Kitna, Miles Austin uh, are definite starts for me. I'd say maybe to Roy Williams. I'm not really high on him when he is healthy, and this groin injury, whether or not he's actually going to play, is kind of up in the air. And this week is the first week that it looks like there's potential to have all three of our running backs active in a, f- in a few weeks. Uh, Tashard Choice has been putting up big numbers the last two weeks when he did get his touches. Marion Barber's returning from his calf injury this week. And Felix Jones, I don't know how severe the shin injury is, so I'm saying maybe to all three quarterbacks. It's really going to come down to Sunday and what order they're put on the depth chart, one, two, three, who you start and who you don't. Um, I would say definitely yes to tight end Jason Wynn, and I'd say yes to kicker and to the defense because I just don't think Arizona puts up too much of a fight. I think they could actually move the ball somewhat in the air against Dallas, but we'll see. So for me, quarterback John Skelton would be a maybe maybe in two quarterback leagues you start him in one quarterback league. Running back Tim Hightower would be yes for me. Running back Beanie Wells would be a no. Wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald would be yes. Wide receiver would be a maybe. And I'd also say no to the Arizona defense and to kick Feely. So, so far we're uh, over two terms of games this weekend. Let's see if we can crank out an oh, no. <laughs> Detroit at Miami. I think it could be close. Defense Miami. We- we got you're cutting in and out here a lot, Sherpa. Okay. So. Detroit. I guess it's going to remain a mystery who you picked to win. <laughs> um, I I think I think this is going to be a close game. I think these are are fairly well matched teams. Um, I'm interested to see how Sean Hill comes out and plays, being. I mean, in Miami, it's going to be a little warmer than some places, but it's it's not exactly a, a balmy temperature there. It is the end of December. Sean Hill's got a finger injury. Is that going to affect how he throws the ball? I'm not really sure, but I'm I'm willing to start him in a two-quarterback league. Uh, I'd absolutely start Calvin Johnson. I'd even say yes to Nate Burleson. If Maurice Morris plays, absolutely start him. If he does not, I think Javid Best, his value improves, but I like him more as a flex option than anything else. I would say no to tight end Brandon Pettigrew, no kicker, no defense. I think Miami squeaks out a victory here, but I think it's close. Sherpa. Ah, uh, it looks like your cell phone has cut out on us. <laughs> so, Miami, fantasy-wise, uh, I think you can start Chad Henney in a two-quarterback league. I think we have Sherpa back. <laughs> yeah, sorry, did I miss Miami, or we're still doing them? Nope, we can okay. we can get your Miami picks in now. Okay, quarterback Chad Henney is a no, running back Ronnie Brown is a yes, running back uh, Ricky Williams is a maybe, Yes to wide receiver Brandon Marshall, maybe to wide receiver Devon Best, 
yes to tight end Anthony Fasano, no to kicker Dan Carpenter, and yes to the Miami defense, just because I don't think Detroit's going to score much. I guess I have more faith in in Sean Hill and the Lions than you do. (laughs) Sounds like it. Miami's defense is pretty good. People don't, because their offense isn't that great, people tend to overlook their defense. But their defense is actually, I think, a top ten defense against both the run and the pass this year. So their their defense is the only thing keeping them in a lot of these uh, games this year. But we'll see how they do this weekend. So on to the next game. We've got New England traveling to Buffalo. This This could be interesting. Buffalo has been playing a lot better lately. But, of course, New England right now looks like they may be the best team in football, much as it pains me to say that. But I think Buffalo makes this close, but I think New England squeaks out a victory. I'll go with the score of New England 24, Buffalo 21. I I just I don't know how I feel about this game. I really want Buffalo to, to stay in it and make it close, but I just, I don't know. The way the Patriots are playing right now, it's hard to say that Buffalo, as good as they're playing, it's just hard to think that they're going to be able to stick with that offense. Uh, I think New England wins. I think they win by at least a touchdown. I would say definitely start Tom Brady and Wes Welker. I'd probably go ahead and say yes to Deion Branch and Danny Woodhead, as well as Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Um, tight end-wise, Anthony or Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski are both maybes for me. If Hernandez doesn't play, it makes the decision so much easier because you know Gronkowski's going to get more looks. But with Hernandez questionable right now, that's something I'm waiting right up until Sunday to decide. I would say no to the kicker, and I, you know, I want to say yes to defense. I just don't know if I believe that Buffalo is going to score quite as many points, and I have a little more faith in the New England defense than most people do. Sounds like it. For Buffalo, <laughs> I would say yes to quarterback Ryan Fitzgerald, maybe to run back Fred Jackson. No to running back C.J. Spiller. Yes to wide receiver Steve Johnson. Uh, maybe to wide receiver Donald looked pretty good the last few weeks. Yes to the Buffalo defense and no to kicker Ryan Lindell. All right. Pretty so easy. We get to game. So let's, let's talk about this next game, which playoff implications for Washington, but I think Washington at Jacksonville could actually be quite the entertaining game because – Neither team has much of a defense to speak of. I think Jacksonville wins this game 34-30, but I think Max Grossman has another good game this week. How do you see playing out here? Um, I just I don't know if I buy that it's possible for Rex Grossman to have two good games or even two mediocre games back to back. I just he and interceptions have a pretty serious love affair, and I think that's going to just come back to bite him this week. I think Jacksonville wins convincingly. I think this game's more a comedy of errors than it is a well-played football game. And I just, I just, I don't, I don't feel like Jacksonville should be as good as they are. Washington, I don't even know how they're still eligible to play in the playoffs. It's just this whole game just makes me frustrated. That being said. Rex Grossman, I really would only say start in a two-quarterback league, and even then, I'm I'm not excited about using him as a fantasy option. I would say yes to Santana Moss and Anthony Armstrong. Armstrong got a lot of looks last week and racked up 100 yards pretty quick. Yes to running back Ryan Terrain and tight end Chris Cooley, but I would say no kicker, no defense. I do agree with you this is probably high scoring, at least on Jacksonville's side of the ball, if not both. Yeah, I think this would be a fun game to watch. So on the Jacksonville side, 
<laughs> and I actually have more faith in Rex Grossman than you do, but uh, we'll it was one week this week where I actually dropped Matt Ryan and Chad Henney, and I picked up Tim Tebow and Rex Grossman, so we'll see if I'm busier. Just, but. That that makes me furious. <laughs> that just makes me so mad. <laughs> Wait, why, why is that? Are you kidding me? You dropped Matt Ryan and Chad Henney to pick up Tim Tebow and Rex Grossman. I don't care yeah, how I don't good like, these matches are. That's ludicrous. No, I, I don't think either of those other guys. Henny has been playing garbage lately, and Matt Ryan, if he's lucky, throws for 175 or 200 yards. I need more production than that for my, my championship game. But we'll yeah. see. If, if so, you win a championship that way, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be sure to let you know about it next week. And if I do Absolutely. you have to do the show from you have to do the show from outside next week. So No, nope, that's right. not gonna happen. As many times as you try to make that happen, it's not gonna. <laughs> All right. For Jacksonville I would say yes to quarterback David Garrard, yes to running back Maurice Jones Drew, who's questionable with that knee injury. I'd say yes to both wide receivers, Mike Sims Walker, who's questionable with his ankle injury, and Mike Thomas. Yes to tight end Mercedes Lewis. Yes to kicker Josh Scobie. No to the defense and maybe to running back Rashad Jenkins, who's uh, racked up quite a few receiving yards last week and racked up a good number of uh, running yards the week before. So this that should be a fun game to watch. But anyway, why don't we move along to two teams that are both going to be headed to the playoffs, or that at least uh, one of them's already in and the other is all but in. And that's the New York Jets traveling to Chicago. I don't see either defense doing, excuse me, I don't see either offense doing much of anything in this game, but I do think the Jets will be able to throw just enough to eke out the victory here. I'll go with the final score of New York 17, Chicago 14. And Devin Hester will not return a kickoff for a touchdown this week. I think there's a, a much greater chance of the Jets at Chicago being the defensive matchup that we thought last week's Jets-Steelers uh, game was going to be. And quite frankly, I cannot get on board with you thinking that the Jets are going to be able to score and or throw to score to win this game. With Mark Sanchez's sore, sore shoulder is troubling me, as is the fact that the only team that seems to thrive on playing at Soldier Field is the Bears. Everybody else seems to have trouble with that turf. You see a lot of guys falling. There's just a lot of of problems with footing and, and all that. It just I don't see that as a recipe for success for the Jets with a bad shoulder on Sanchez, the fact that the footing's gonna be tough for their running game. I just I think Chicago wins. I think they win by a touchdown, but I don't think either of these teams breaks twenty points. I think the defenses are gonna be key. Although, I do agree with you. I don't think Devin Hester is going to run any back this week. Um, Fantasy-wise for the Jets, I would say only start Sanchez in a two-quarterback league, but I'm not really thinking he's putting up huge numbers this week, so you may want to look at other, uh, other options. Although, I wouldn't say get crazy and pick up Rex Grossman instead of him. Um, Braylon Edwards, Santonio Holmes, I would say yes to both of them. No to Jericho Cotri. Um, maybe to Sean Green. I like him more as a flex option than anything else, but yes, LaDainian Tomlinson. And I like tight end Dustin Keller. No kicker, but yes, the defense. Just for the record, I think Rex Grossman is a much better fantasy option this week than uh, Mark Sanchez. I just I cannot endorse somebody picking up Rex Grossman. I just can't do it. <laughs> what about Tim Tebow? Um, I'm more apt to say yes to that than Rex Grossman, but I'm 
not excited about either of those prospects right now. I just right. I'm more of a wait and see. We'll see. I'd rather have either of those guys this weekend than than Roethlisberger. I'd rather have Roethlisberger. All right. So for Chicago, getting back to the Jets in Chicago, I would say yes to tight end Greg Olson and yes to the defense, and that's about it. No to quarterback Jay Cutler. Maybe for running back Matt Forte, the only way he's going to give you any fantasy values if he gets involved in the passing game, which I'm not sure is going to happen. No to running back Chester Taylor. Yes or no to wide receiver Devin Hester. Maybe to wide receivers Johnny Knox and Earl Bennett. Bennett is questionable with an ankle injury. Yes to the Chicago defense and no to kicker Robbie Gold. So now... Pardon? (laughs) said, Robbie Good is Gould. Just yes. falling off the radar. Yeah, he is. So now, speaking of falling off the radar, we have an NFC matchup here, and that's going to feature San Francisco traveling to St. Louis. Hopefully this game will end in a scoreless tie because that would be pretty fitting for this division. But it looks like they will actually score some points. I think St. Louis will score three more than San Francisco. I'll go with a final score. St. Louis 24, San Francisco 21. I I think St. Louis is better than you give them credit for. I know you just have a blanket hatred for this division. I do. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. I I, I can't argue with you to be. about it. Not, have you ever seen a worse division than this? No. Because I don't think the I ever have. One of these, the fact that one of these teams is going to be hosting a wild card game probably with a record of 7-9, seven, 7-9, seven that just it, uh, that doesn't sit well with me. I actually hope San Francisco no. wins this game, but I, th- I think St. Louis. I think St. Louis is going to win, and I might be more interested in picking San Francisco if Alex Smith were quarterbacking rather than Troy Smith, but apparently I'm an Alex Smith apologist, and <laughs> I'm the only one who feels that way. Yeah. So... Fantasy-wise, I would only use Troy Smith in a two-quarterback league. I think there is some value to be had, but not a ton. Uh, I would say yes to Michael Crabtree and Josh Morgan. Running back-wise, if Anthony Dixon is healthy, I would say maybe to both he, he and Brian Westbrook. But if Dixon doesn't play because of the ankle injury, I would say you definitely have to start Westbrook because he automatically becomes twice as valuable. Um, obviously, you always start tight end Vernon Davis. He's really the stud of the team, but I would say no kicker, no defense. Even though I don't think it's going to be a hugely scoring, like high-scoring affair, I just I don't think that they're good enough to be on a fantasy team to be an option to play defense right now. I'm not sure I like Westbrook, even if Dixon doesn't play, but that's just me. I, I, I know he had the one good game on Monday night, but I think that might have been his uh, one shining moment for this season, but we'll see. <laughs> So for St. Louis now, I'll say maybe to quarterback Sam Bradford, maybe to running back Steven Jackson. I don't think he's going to be able to do much against the 49er run defense. And again, it's going to depend on how much Bradford gets him involved in the passing game. I'm not expecting big things there. I would say yes to wide receiver Danny Amendola and Brandon Gibson. It's yes to tight end Daniel Fells, yes to the defense, no to kicker Josh Brown. I would put uh, wide receivers Laurent Robinson and Denario Alexander down as maybes. All right. I have no arguments. All right. So moving next door to Kansas City, fresh off that 
astounding win over St. Louis last weekend. John planted firmly a cheek. I did pick St. Louis, but I was wrong. I will go with Tennessee to beat Kansas City this week. I'll final school. Tennessee 27, Kansas City 24. I think Eric Jones is going to the field strong against Kansas City, and I think he's going to be able to throw just enough to uh, bring them. All right, you're cutting in and out again. We can only hear about every other word. Uh, 27, Kansas City, 24. All right, I think Kansas City's going to win this game. Even though Matt Castle probably still has a giant scar on his side, I have way more faith in what Kansas City has than what Tennessee's doing. Um, Fantasy-wise, I'm kind of okay on Kerry Collins. I just I don't know what's going on with his finger injury. If you have him, I'd only play him in a two-quarterback league. I don't think he's putting up huge numbers. Uh, whether or not he starts, I would say yes to Kenny Britt, no to Randy Moss, maybe to Nate Washington, more as a flex option, or if you need an injury, fill in. Yes to running back Chris Johnson, no tight end, um, but... I'd say yes to the kicker. I think that's probably how they score more of their points, and maybe to the defense. I don't think that, even though I think Kansas City wins this game, I don't think they're putting up a ton of points. And we have no Sherpa. Oh, wait, here he is. <laughs> and you're back. <laughs> I am. That's that's three. I feel seven. You got a tilt your head another way or something, because we still can't hear you. Okay. Running for, All right. for Kansas City. Yeah, I... <laughs> I can't hear anything you're saying, Scott. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll give this one more try in in the Sherpa in the uh, album. We're trying another place here. So let's see. Is it any better? Uh, marginally. For, ten, for right. Kansas City. Kansas City, I maybe to quarterback Matt Castle. Yes to running backs Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones. No to the defense. No to kicker Ryan Suckup. Um, maybe for wide receiver Chris Chambers. Yes for wide receiver Dwayne Bow and yes for tight end Tony Moyaki. Always makes me a little sad when you say no to Ryan Suckup since you named one of your fantasy teams after him. <laughs> I feel like by default that means you should start him every week. <laughs> Team and let's move right along to Baltimore and Cleveland. I think this game could be interesting. Do you think it? Um, I don't really know what you just asked me because I only heard two of the words that came out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm Wait. gonna say I think this is gonna, I think this is gonna be good, interesting. I think it's gonna be a hard-fought game. I think Cleveland is gonna be able to, to hang with Baltimore at least until the fourth quarter, and then Joe Flacco's arm may win this game for Baltimore. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think you start Joe Flacco. I'd start Anquan Bolden. I'd start Derek Mason and Ray Rice. If Todd Heap plays, I like to start him just because I'm a big fan of him as a tight end, and he's a pretty tough dude. Um, if he doesn't play, though, I'm not interested in any of their other backup tight ends. I would say yes to the kicker and yes to the defense. I think that 
I I just think this is going to be a good game to watch. I'm way more excited to watch this game than I am to watch uh, Tennessee-Kansas City or uh, a Carolina-Pittsburgh or, some, or something like that. I just San Francisco-San Louis, no. They won't do it for me. I think this is going to be a good game. What do you think, Sherpa? <sighs> and the cell phone drama continues. <laughs> well, hopefully we can get him back here soon so he can do his Cleveland picks for us. Um, this week, I think that it'll be... I, I'm interested to see how Colt McCoy comes up against a tough defense like Baltimore and to see what he's, how he's moving around in colder weather with that high ankle sprain that's still lingering. One of my Christmas gifts that I'm giving out later in the show is the cure for the high ankle sprain to the Cleveland uh, medical staff since everybody and their mother is coming down with high ankle sprains this season. And it looks like we've got Sherpa back, so he might be able to tell us what he thinks about Baltimore and Cleveland now. <laughs> I, I, Baltimore, I'd rather watch Kansas City. As far as the Cleveland that I would recommend, Boston and the defense um, parts that I would go with, I would say no to quarter Colt McCoy. I would say no to run back with his knee, plus he's going up against the Baltimore defense. Ergo, I would say it's a bad match. Receivers, Josh McCoy and Brian he knows for me, and All right, I think I got most of what you said, and I'm a little bit shocked that you would sit Peyton Hillis. I know Baltimore's defense is tough, but quite frankly, if you don't want to play Colt McCoy and you don't want to play Peyton Hillis, what do you really think Cleveland's bringing to the table here? Um, I don't think they're going to do much. If I were to sit one of the two, I would sit Colt McCoy, but I don't think I'd be... If I had Payne Hills on a fantasy team, I don't think I'd be able to resist the lure of starting him. There's just too much upside, even against Baltimore defense. Well, he's got an injury, and he's going against Baltimore defense. I think there are better options out there than that. I'd rather start to show choice this week than than Phillips. To short choice may be the number three running back in Dallas. You'd rather start a number three running back than a number one? <laughs> yeah, I would, just because I think number three no, is going to have opportunities. In- no. You're, I just, no. I can't, I can't even argue with that. That's so ridiculous. No, I just anyway. I, I wish we were playing each <laughs> this weekend, but we're not. So anyway, on to the next game then. Indiana, uh, excuse me, Indianapolis. They do play in Indiana, but the team is called Indianapolis. Is playing. They're at, actually playing in Oakland this week. <laughs> yes, playing Oakland, and I actually like Oakland to pull off the upset here. I think with Oakland 24, Indianapolis 21. Oakland has a good pass defense, and I think they match up pretty well. Indianapolis seems to be the healthy one. Um, I think you're crazy, but I think we've established that several times on this show already. There's no way that Oakland's beating Indianapolis. None. I just I can't see a scenario where that happens. Even though they're down Austin Collie and they've lost about 18 running backs, I still think Peyton Manning wins this. I think he wins by 10 points. I don't think Oakland is even close in this. I would start Manning, I'd start Reggie Wayne, I'd start Pierre Garçon, I'd start Blair White, I'd start Donald Brown. 
I'd start tight end Jacob Tammy. I'd start the kicker, and, you know, I might think about the defense. I'd probably err on the side of not starting them, but I like everybody on Indianapolis way more than Oakland. From Oakland's perspective, I think they're going to have a hard time throwing Ron Roughshod over and Michael Bush had over. You're, you're starting to cut out here. I heard there's. you think they're going to have a hard time throwing against Indianapolis. And I think they're going to just run roughshod over them. I think Darren McFadden and Michael Bush could easily have over 200 yards rushing combined this week against the Indianapolis run defense. So that being said, I would start both McFadden and Michael Bush this week. I would start wide receiver Jacoby Ford, who's had several nice games in a row. I would start Zach Miller at tight end, and I would start the Raider defense. I would say no thank you to quarterback Jason Campbell, to wide receiver Lewis Murphy, and to kicker Sebastian Janikowski. You know, some people have started calling him the Polish meatball, and there's been some speculation on what he's actually going to look like once he's not in quote-unquote playing shape anymore. <laughs> well, he's an MMA wrestler, I think, or an MMA fighter, I think. Oh, yeah. He's already... He's already been arrested a number of times and beaten up cops. So I think that would be next uh, career progression for him. I guess so. Which well, was Jose well, Canseco. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let's take a look at our uh, our next game here, Houston at Denver. So Houston at Denver, I think this could be the game's of the weekend, neither team is going to be in the playoffs, but I think this is going to be another high-scoring game. Flipping, I'll go with Denver beat Houston by a score of 31-30. Wow, close one, 31-30. You know, I want to pick Houston. I want to believe that they might figure out how to win a game late in the season or to not throw up all over themselves and lose a game. Uh, they're not so much losing to other people as they are beating themselves, and hopefully they can turn it around. I want to believe that they can, but I think you're right. It's going to be high scoring, and it's going to be close. Um, I want to start Matt Schaub. Uh, Andre Johnson, if he plays, which I'm expecting he will, and Kevin Walter are all starts for me. I would say maybe to Jacoby Jones, more of a flex player than an actual wide receiver spot. Yes to Arian Foster. Uh, no to tight end Owen Daniels. I'd say yes to kicker. I think there's going to be a fair amount of extra points and field goals kicked, but no to the defense because I agree with you, and there's going to be a lot of scoring on both sides here. So for Denver, I am quite high on Tim Tebow. I'm a mile high on Tim Tebow this weekend. I think you know, he's not. I, I think he's not a bad start at all. As I said, I picked him for a championship game, and I'm going to start him over. Matt Ryan and Chad Henney. So, yes to Tim Tebow, yes to wide receivers Brandon Lloyd, Bar Gaffney, and Eddie Royal, who's probable with a back injury. I'd say no to no Sean Moreno, the running back. He's questionable with a rib injury, but even if he weren't, Houston's run defense is actually pretty good. I'd say no to all the other Denver running backs, so no to Lance Ball and Buck Halter and Maroney and whoever else they dredge up. No to the defense, no to kicker Matt Prater, and no to quarterback Kyle Orton, who doesn't sound like he's going to be playing, and that's why I'm starting Tim Tebow. So, anyway, enough with that game. That's probably a good life choice. (laughs) Enough with that game. Yeah, you know what? I'm not starting Terrell Owens this week either, but that's 
that's I mean, news. you're just making you're making bold and shocking predictions right there. I am here. <laughs> so, we were making fun of my predictions before when I was picking Oakland over Indianapolis. So, I that's figured I'd your throw a couple. Predictions are wrong. <laughs> it wasn't so much okay. as making fun as telling you you were just crazy and wrong. Oakland's not beating Indianapolis. Oh, uh, we'll see. All right. I mean, yeah, we you will. have to promise me. How how sure are you about that? Do you want to promise me you'll do the show from outside next week? If Oakland's... I'm never gonna promise you I'm gonna do the show outside. It's never gonna happen. It doesn't matter how sure I am. <laughs> All right. So next game up is San Diego at Cincinnati. This is one of those games where you look at San Diego and you think, eh, maybe they're due for fall and you know, overlook Cincinnati, but it's, I don't see it. Even if it's 20 degrees below zero like it was for the 1982 championship game or whenever that was that they played in that ice bowl there, I still think I, I just can't see a scenario where San Diego loses this game. I pick San Diego to beat Cincinnati 28-10. I just, I just don't understand Cincinnati, how they can be so bad, because it's not like their parts are bad. It just when you put them all together, it doesn't make anything productive, which is I just don't understand it. And the Carson Palmer is so puzzling. The fact that he just can't find his form, and even though Philip Rivers and the Chargers are a little battered themselves, they're starting to slowly come back from injury. And I think Philip Rivers just—it doesn't matter who's down there. If it's the water boy down in the end zone, he's still going to be able to hit him for a touchdown. And I think Cincinnati just can't put up much of a fight anymore. I think you you have to look at starting almost everybody on the Chargers. You have to start Phillip Rivers, Vincent Jackson, Malcolm Floyd. Um, running back-wise, I like Darren Sproles as a flex player. He's really been a part of the receiving game. He's getting some some special teams looks as well, although he's starting to split time there. Um, I like Mike Tolbert better than Ryan Matthews. I'm inclined to not start Ryan Matthews, although he's an okay option at flex. Um, I just seem to like Sproles and Tolbert's production a little bit more. Um, I would say no to the tight ends. Obviously, Antonio Gates isn't playing. Randy McMichael is just not doing enough for me now, especially with receivers getting healthy and coming back. But I would say yes to the kicker and no to the defense. Or yes to the defense. Cincinnati just can't score. I'm sorry. There's just, there's just nothing happening for them there. I, I agree with you. I, I think, again, if Cincinnati scores more than 10 points, I'll be very surprised. The only Cincinnati player I would even think of starting is tight end Jermaine Gresham, and just that's because I think San Diego's going to have that pass rush going the whole game, and that Carson Palmer's going to be looking Gresham's way frequently as an outlet. So that being said, I'd say no to quarterback Carson Palmer, no to running back Cedric Benson, and as I alluded to before, really going out on a limb here, but since he's on IR, I would say no to wide receiver Terrell Owens, no to the defense, no to kicker Clint Stitzer. I'd say maybe for wide receiver Chad Ochocinco, who's questionable with his ankle injury, and also maybe for wide receivers Jordan Shipley and uh, Andre Caldwell, who had his one good game a year, a season uh, last week. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, and let's take a look at what's probably your favorite game of the weekend, the Giants at Green Bay. Yeah, most people, well, I shouldn't say most people, a lot of people think that New York is just going to roll over and play dead after that debacle against the Eagles. But, again, they're in a situation, if they beat Green Bay, they're in the playoffs. Even if it is as a wild card, they still have their you know, control of their own destiny, and I think they're going to seize the opportunity. I think bounce back, just 
not sure that Aaron Rodgers is on percent healthy, even if he does play. The Giants have a good pass rush. They've already knocked out half a dozen quarterbacks this season. I wouldn't be surprised if they knock out Rodgers this week. I'll go with a final score of New York 20, Green Bay 17. I don't think that the Giants are going to roll over and play dead, but I certainly don't think they're going to beat Green Bay. Uh, Sorry, I have no faith in Eli Manning's abilities as a clutch quarterback. I think Aaron Rodgers outduels him, although I think this is more of an offensive game than a defensive game for sure. Um, I'm not worried about the fact that he's coming off a concussion or that the Giants have been knocking out quarterbacks left and right. Uh, I think that's more wishful thinking on your part that he's going to get knocked out again than it is actual reality. I think Green Bay wins. I think they win by a touchdown, and I think the Giants have to work a little harder to get in the playoffs. (laughs) Um, I would only use Eli Manning in a two-quarterback league. I wouldn't start him if he was your only quarterback. Uh, Yes to Hakeem Nix and Mario Manningham. I think Derek Hagan is an interesting flex option. Um, Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs, I would start both, uh, depending, uh, if you have them both on your team, I would pick one or the other, but if you have one or the other, go ahead and start them. Tight end Kevin Boss is a maybe for me, and I would say no to the kicker, and maybe to the defense. For Green Bay, the only, the only parts of Green Bay I like this week are wide receiver Glenn Jennings, uh, Greg Jennings, and the defense. I'd say no to quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I just don't have the faith that he's going to be able to play well coming back from the concussion and facing the Giants' pass rush this week. I mean, remember, the Giants held Michael Vick, who's arguably the MVP of the league this year. They held him pretty much in check for three and a half quarters and then just obviously blew up at the end there But in the last eight minutes. But I think they're fully capable of shutting down Rodgers. I'd say no to running backs, uh, Brandon Jackson and James Starks. No to wide receivers James Jones and Jordy Nelson. No to tight end Anthony Corliss. No to kicker Mason Crosby. And maybe to wide receiver Donald Driver. Um, I just I can't agree with you ever in a way in a world where you would start Eli Manning over Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what the circumstances are. Um, I think you have to. Start I would Aaron start. Rodgers. I would start I, Tim I just, Tebow. I, I would start. I would start Tim Tebow, I would start Rex Grossman, and I would start Kerry Collins all over Aaron Rodgers this weekend. If I could smack you through the phone, I would, because that's just so, so crazy to me. And I just, I don't think you can give me an argument, A, that Michael Vick is an MVP candidate, because I think that's total crap. Um, A guy who misses that many games and isn't even the starter for some of the games that he is eligible for, I don't think you can call him an MVP. There's too many stars on that team. There are way better choices. And the fact that you're trying to give me an argument that, oh, well, the Giants are so good, they held him in check for three and a half quarters. If you give Aaron Rodgers eight minutes and a defense that's asleep the way you gave Michael Vickett, he'll tear them apart, too. I just, that's not an argument. They don't have... They don't have the special teams that uh, the Eagles do either, but uh, we'll see. Well, if you guys are going to roll over and play dead on on special teams, anybody can run over you. It doesn't matter if they're on the practice squad or in high school. That's that's not happening two weeks in a row, but we'll see. Why don't we we get on to another game, which I'm sure will be of great interest to our listeners, and that's Seattle at Tampa Bay, which... I guess if you're in Seattle or in Tampa Bay or root for one or the other, you'd watch. But other than that, I can't really see much reason to watch. I think Tampa Bay wins this going away. I'll go with the final score, Tampa Bay 27, Seattle 17. 
Um, I think Tampa wins this. I think they win it pretty convincingly. I just, I think Matt Hasselbeck's career is very much in the twilight. I don't think Seattle has anything going for them right now. And I know they have a really passionate fan base, and I'm sorry they have to watch this this poor effort of a team take the field each week because they're just not doing anything right there. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I'm not excited about most of what they're putting on the field. I would say only use Matt Hasselbeck if you absolutely have to. And I would say the only guy I'm definitely starting is wide receiver Mike Williams. Ravel Martin maybe could be a flex option if you really are struggling to find bodies. But I would say no to everybody else. No other running backs, no wide receivers, no tight end, no kicker, no defense, nothing. Did you say that you thought Matt Hasselbeck's career was in its twilight or in the toilet? My my reception isn't very good here. I think it's kind of interchangeable. (laughs) Okay. All right. So now I I think he's done. Okay. I I agree. So now for Tampa Bay, maybe he'll join his sister-in-law in in the view. For Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. I would say start quarterback Josh Freeman, start running back LeGarrette Blunt, start the other Mike Williams, the better of the two Mike Williams. Here we are in the battle of the Mike Williamses. Last week we had the battle of the Zach Millers. It is the Mike Williams Bowl. Two weeks ago, we had the Zach Millers. The first week of the season, we had the Steve Smith Bowl. So this is the Mike Williams Bowl. I think Tampa Tampa Mike beats Seattle Mike. You also start tight end Kellen Winslow, start the defense, and start kicker Connor Barth. The only guy I'm not so hot for Tampa Bay would be wide receiver, really. And even there, I think he's a decent flex starter if you really need to go down that low. All right, let's keep rolling. All right, next game up. Actually, we've got a good Sunday night game and a good night Monday night game to talk about this week. Sunday night, we've got the Minnesota Farbs going to the Philadelphia Vicks. I'm actually going to pick Minnesota to pull the upset here, and maybe this is wishful thinking on my part, thinking that the Giants could come back. But uh, I, I don't know. I just think Minnesota matches up pretty well with Philadelphia, and I think they... I think they're going to find enough offense to beat them. I'll go with the final score of Minnesota 24, Philadelphia 21. Well, once again, we come down to Minnesota and the fact that it's far dominated. And, you know, the team's totally different with or without him. And it looks like they're going to be without him, even though he's taking his concussion tests every day this week to see if he can pass it. And if he passes it, I'm sure he'll try to play. But... Quite frankly, I don't think he's going to pass. <laughs> yeah, he needs a study up. I don't think he's going to pass. Uh, obviously, it's it looks like it's going to be Joe Webb going, who there's an interesting debate going on in the fantasy football world about the fact that Joe Webb was initially drafted as a wide receiver, and thus he is eligible wide receiver and quarterback in most leagues. And it comes down to the ethical question of do you play him at wide receiver so you get an extra quarterback's points in your lineup? And people are really split on it. And it seems to be that people are either vehemently against it or they're all for it and there's not really a middle ground on it. Where do you stand? I think he's eligible there. Sure, you can play him there. I mean, we had the same thing a few years ago with Marcus Colston, his his uh, rookie season. He was drafted and listed in a, as a tight end in a lot of games, even though he obviously was a very productive wide receiver. If he's eligible there, I say it's fair game. Yeah, I think um, if he's eligible there, everybody had the chance to pick him up. Everybody had the chance to to 
start him or not across the board in leagues. It's not just in one kind or another. So I think if he's there and you feel that that's something you want to do, go right ahead. Um, I know I had a guy who posted, who has him on his team, posted a message in in the league saying what's the the general consensus, and the league decided as a whole whether or not what to do. So I, I just I think it's an interesting interesting concept. I would say only use him if you have to. I'm not really excited about his matchup against Philly C. Uh, I would start Percy Harvin. I'd start Sidney Rice. Adrian Peterson. I think I would start, but. I don't think you can expect huge numbers out of him. He's playing Philadelphia's defense. He is a little bit beat up, and it's going to be cold. If Peterson doesn't go, which is very unlikely, Toby Gerhardt, I think, is an excellent substitution for him. Um, I'd say maybe to tight end Vasante Shanko, no to the kicker, no to the defense. I think Philadelphia wins this pretty handily. I just don't think Minnesota can put up as much of a fight offensively as you think they can. Although, it will be interesting to see how uh, Michael Vick fares against that defense. So for for Philadelphia, I think you do start Michael Vick in spite of my ragging on him. And I would say, yes, you start wide receivers. Deshaun Jackson, who is probable with that foot injury, and Jimmy uh, Macklin, yes to tight end Brent Selleck, yes to the defense. No to wide receiver Jason Avant, who's probable with a concussion. Uh, just concussions scare me. You never know how well the guy's going to play coming off of that. But yes to kicker, da- excuse me, no to kicker David Akers, and maybe to running back LaShawn McCoy. I'm just not crazy about his prospects against Minnesota's defense. I'd, I think I would start McCoy, and I might look at Riley Cooper as an interesting flex option if you need uh, a filler player or something like that. He did get a few looks last week, and he and Vic seem to have good chemistry, although I would sit Jason Avant whether or not he plays. He just he doesn't wow me. And Brent Selleck's more of a maybe for me than anything else, just because he. I just don't think he gets enough looks with Vic as a quarterback. All right, I think, so I'm on... excited that this week we're going to have two good games at night instead of the last few Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are four games at night, but I think only two of them are likely to well, be good ones. Yeah. All right. So now, speaking of night games, the final night game of the week, which is also the final Monday night game of the season, since they don't play a Monday night game the last week of the season, is New Orleans at Atlanta. And this one is pretty much whoever wins this is going to be in the driver's seat for the NFC South. I actually think New Orleans is going to pull the upset here. Much as I like Atlanta, I think New Orleans wins this game 27-24. Um, I just, I can't bring myself to pick against Atlanta. I know New Orleans is tough, but they are not the same team they were last year. And I'm very much a believer in Matt Ryan and the fact that he can want to run minute, a one-minute drill at the end of games. I think this is a close game, and I think the offenses are pretty evenly matched up, but I think Atlanta comes out on top, especially if they get the ball last. Fantasy-wise, I'm definitely starting Drew Brees and Marquise Colston. Uh... Otherwise, pretty much everybody else, wide receiver and running back-wise, is a maybe for me. As we tell you every week, it's just it's kind of a crapshoot who he's going to throw to on any given day outside of Maurice Col- Marquise Colston. Um, the running backs, uh, Chris Ivory looks like he's going to be back this week. Pierre Thomas was underwhelming last week, as was Reggie Bush, who I think ended up with negative yardage. Um, I would say no to Reggie Bush and maybe to both Pierre Thomas and Chris Ivory. I like their prospects a lot better than Bush's. 
Um, I would say no to the tight end, Jeremy Shockey, and no to the defense, but I would say yes to the kicker. I think there's a lot of scoring in this game. Actually, in that same league that I was telling you about before, the one where I picked up Rex Grossman and Tim Tebow, I also picked up uh, New Orleans tight end Jimmy Graham, and I think I'm going to use him as a flex player in in my championship game this week just because he's done quite well the last few weeks, and for whatever reason, Breeze seems to like looking his way. So I I think he's actually not a bad play, but we'll see how that pans out. So for Atlanta... I would say quarterback Matt Ryan is a maybe. He may be good at leading uh, end-of-the-game drives, but if you look at his fantasy production this year, it's, it's been rather disappointing. If he, if he throws for 200 yards in a game, that's a lot for him. That's not going to get it done for your championship week. Running back Michael Turner, who I think is really going to carry the load in this game for Atlanta, I think he's a definite start. I would start Roddy White. I would start tight end Tony Gonzalez. I'd say no to wide receiver Michael Jenkins, no to the defense, and no to kicker Matt Bryant. All right, and we are through with all of our games for this week, and we've got a few minutes left. And since it is the holiday season, we'd like to give some gifts to players and coaches and personnel around the league. Um, I know I've got a few, but do you want to go ahead and start, Sherpa? Why don't we do one and one? So All right. I want to give I want to give Derek Anderson some anger management courses. I want to give the Browns the cure for the high ankle sprain. <laughs> All right, I want to give the Washington Redskins a new head coach and a new owner. I want to give Rex Ryan a mental filter. <laughs> I was going to give him a pedicure. Oh, I mean that we could we could go have these on a gift for him. Okay. I want to give Minnesota Vikings a far free season. To Giants punter Matt Dodge, I give you a hug. <laughs> to Donovan McNabb, I give you a contract either Arizona or Minnesota for next year. I really like Minnesota as a fit for him. I've been saying that for a few weeks. I'm excited about the idea of him playing in Minnesota. Um... Speaking of Minnesota, for Brett Favre, I give you the ability to let go and a camera without a phone, or a phone without a camera. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to give him a rotary phone and a new body. I, those are also so, great gifts. Yes. I'll give Bill Belichick a smile. I would give Albert Hainsworth perspective. I would give Deshaun Jackson a new choreographer for his touchdown dances. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I would give him some humility. I would love to see him not hot dog around anymore. All right. I would give Ben Roethlisberger the sense to stay home at night. (laughs) I would give the Cowboys a little bit less pressure and just the notion of a general manager to control the chaos. I would give I would give uh, D'Angelo Williams a speedy recovery and hope that he gets a good start with another team next season. And on that note, we will wish oh, all of more. you a great... Oh, all right. Spit them out real quick. Right. We're running out of time here. Okay. All right. I want to give Jeff Fisher another Peyton Manning jersey, and I want to give Tom Coughlin a happy ending. And hopefully all of you get what you're looking for under your tree this holiday season. And we will be here next week talking about key injuries from Week 16 and giving you the analysis for games 
in week 17. We will be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are all season long. And you can contact us during the week, ask us any questions, tell us how much you love us. Uh, you can find us on email at the number 4thninchesshow. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And we're there Sunday mornings answering your questions right up until game time. You can find us on the fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog and read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post all week long. Thank you and have a great holiday. Yes, good luck to all of you in your championship games and have a great holiday and we'll see you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.